again man and we had a wonderful conversation last night or actually this morning and you had a desire at this point to put so much of your research and so much that came to you down to share it out now and, and even you said it you said well some may not like it and, and it's nothing bad i think it's i agree with you 100 percent on what you what you discovered and what you know um and those of us yeah. who resonate on that same high frequency I, i'm quite sure that we're all gonna agree. And if we don't, it's a learning moment for all of us. So just wanna welcome you, man. I wanna thank you for what you're doing. And I wanna applaud you. And it's not a chronological thing, but look, there's a lot of old fools my age at 55. And you know, it's rare. There are a lot of young brothers out here and sisters who do vibrate on that high frequency, but there's a lot that go for the buffoonery, right? And I have to applaud you for being who you are and, and, and elevating yourself. and the mind that you have, because if I had your mind when I was your age, there's a lot of bad choices I wouldn't have made. So I applaud you for that. I appreciate it. Um, you know, it's an honor again, just to come on, you know, come on your show and speak this, this truth, you know, I call it divine truth. And first thing that I wanted to do, um, if you don't mind, but it's like the ancestors said, pay homage to, the information that I'm about to say. So yes. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a ex say, explain what I'm saying, but I'm just going to say it in my native uh, language, if that's okay. That would be wonderful. Talk about authenticity. <laughs> and I've always wanted to hear you speak in the native language. So go right ahead, my brother. It's <laughs> welcome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. I'll start off. Medanyamia said, brother Lance, Amamia. Abanishonosa. Manipan to me who say a bibia, a bet to me a bois almost was a viafia, a was a seer. Intimate bompire, Medanyamia says so. Amen. Basically, all I said was, you know, um, I just want to say that, you know, I thank God, who we call Nyame in our in, in a kind uh, chi language, that, mm -hmm. you know, for giving me this truth this um knowledge this um information that i'm about to say and i thank brother lance for giving me the platform to be able to say this and i hope that it touches people and when they when they hear it that it'll be able to touch their heart and yes. that they'll be able to use it in their life um so that's basically all i said <laughs> man that's wonderful um, man. But, I, that's just wonderful yeah. We need to learn more languages and expand, especially as folks who are born on this side of the world, um, the United States, 
especially us as black people. We've been separated from the land. We've been separated from our culture, you know, our creator and our language. And um, that's such a powerful thing. And even though I didn't understand like, oh, this is what he's saying because I don't know the language, knowing you and hearing you say it, it resonated and it gave me a yearning to want to know whether it's that or another or whatever, but what a beautiful thing when we have our own language and how that's used against us over here and across the world who don't know another way of communicating another another uh, language and you know that that's a powerful thing and that's used against us with those who may know other languages and they're talking about you right in front of you, your face and everything but to have that where we can talk and communicate with each other where they don't know you know that's empowering yeah. in itself and i'm glad you have that if i don't have it i'm still glad you have it and it's a wonderful <laughs> thing yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> it makes me feel so good because you're on my side. So if we have brothers and sisters who originate from the same land as, as, as you and they speak and I don't understand it, I'm good because I know you got my yeah. back, you know, so I still feel yeah. victorious. You, know, you got to come with your own. And, and that's a wonderful thing. And I encourage all who are out there to learn other languages and the languages that they originally need to speak because it flowed. It sounded it sounded powerful to me, you know, but it was a trip to hear you come back and, you know, speak to English and speak it in a way where it's, it's so natural. So you are a master that way and you can communicate yeah. with so many more people and you're made in a special way. Never forget that. I appreciate it. I truly do. Um, you know, like most people, like I've spent most of my life in, you know, what we call a brochure, which is the new, you know, the Western world or America mm -hmm. or, you know, places like United Kingdom, London, but specifically America, I spent most of my life here. So, um, you know, I went through the whole transition of not wanting to know that I'm African, you know, I want to just be regular black and, you know, like you just don't really have an yeah. identity because Understood. you go to school, they tell, <laughs> they tell you one thing and you come home and all your mother does is speak to you in a native language. So right, right, like, right. You're you're conflicted. So I mean, it's a not lot of cool people because the majority of people out there with the American thing and the slang, and it's just not cool. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I, I, I'm not saying it's not cool. I'm just say, saying because because that's the minority now. You're in a different place, and the majority is going after this one way, and then you go home and it's like, oh, this is not cool. And you're young. Exactly. You don't know. You don't know. You know. It's like when I when I would get in trouble and my mother would go off on me and she would just start speaking in our language, <laughs> and you got my friends that's American just looking like, damn, like she going off, you know. And right, I was so right. embarrassed because I'm like, why can't you just? I used to say that to my mother. Why can't you just speak English? <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, it, it's almost like you know, growing up with a Jamaican father. When I was very, very, I was always raised to be proud of who I am, you know, as a stolen African <laughs> and a Jamaican, but the same thing, you know, it, they would make fun. This, and this was before it was cool to be Jamaican, like late sixties or really the early seventies and eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old. And, and they hear the accent and, you know, the, the coconut monkey chaser, banana boat type thing. Other kids would say little mm -hmm. things about, 
you know, and I would get so mad, yeah. but it was like, oh God, you know, I'm raised to be proud of this, but it's something that's just not cool. And yeah. we didn't have as many. You always had always had Jamaicans in America, right? But we didn't have as many, and it wasn't this dominant culture thing that was so cool on the video. We didn't have videos, we didn't have anything. So it was like I went through that. And many people I I noticed how many neighbors, they were always friendly, but this, some of them just looked down on him because oh, he's just a you know, this and we lived, yeah. we lived well and, and everything like that. He had his own business, everything, but for some reason it was like you were less. So that made me less. I never thought of myself as less, but I had to fight against that because I never yeah. tried to hide it. You understand? So now it's cool to be Jamaican, you know, if, if, you mm -hmm. know, because of media and stuff. So they've flipped it around. And then not just media, they don't control that, but Jamaicans themselves, just like any other nationality where black people dominate the, the, the country and the culture. So now it's funny because now so many people want a piece of that. The white folks want a piece of that. And what I didn't yeah. like, and this is your platform today, but I just, just have to say this one part. It's like they would treat, see, my mother's born in America, my father's born in Jamaica. So I understand both mentalities to, to the hill. Yeah. But a lot of the white folks in America would now embrace Jamaicans and act like Jamaicans, oh, they're a different kind of black than the American black. So we'll be cool with them. And it was only because they felt that many Jamaicans moving to America didn't know the tricks of the slave master. Like, like you black right. Americans, you, you, you all know how we are, so we can't hoodwink you. But this new person coming here to this country on the job, they're just glad to be here. And, and they're saying mm -hmm. there's no racism and they don't know. And you better stay away from them. So they keep you apart. But when they go down to Jamaica, they're so, so just like I told Mrs. Scurve, I said, if we were to live down in Jamaica, right, I'm running them off. Get away. Get out of here. <laughs> You treated me so bad in America, get out. I'll put a big sign. I'll have some, some mm -hmm. land. No whites allowed. White people get out. Let them come as tourists. Who are you going to run to and tell that I got this sign up? You, oh, but you're racist. Yes, I am. Get a taste of it. Mm -hmm. I've had it for 50-something years. Look, this is going to be the way. It, and I don't have any hatred in my heart, but it's just a matter of making people understand what certain things feel like. You know, right. so so when they go down, it's always yeah, man, yeah, man, weed, weed, Bob Marley, reggae, reggae. Come on, it's not even just the curry goat, you jerk pork, jerk chicken. You know, it's more than just that, but, but it's a novelty for them. So they need to know the revolutionary, serious-minded people who know their tricks down there. Yeah, right. And, and and that you're coming into, we may be still oppressed down there or exploited by the queen, but it's a black man's country still. We're the dominant, no matter how many Chinese and white folks are down there. So, so recognize. So I'm going to start, I'm going to paint that sign and I'm putting it up and let them get mad and turn red. Now pop off a cap <laughs> in your backside, for real. So anyway, enough of me. <laughs> nah, I agree. I mean, you know, like, it's funny because, you know, you were speaking about your, your father and, you know, your mother and just having both experiences, having an American experience experience and having the, the Jamaican experience and it was just you know the same thing coming up in America just having the, the American experience going to school right. you know eating quote-unquote the American food coming home eating the African food so it's 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 a blessing and a curse when I speak on a language because <laughs> well I would say just a blessing in disguise because 
I don't really, amongst, like, my people, like, when I was younger, like, different places I would go with my aunt or, you know, my mother or whatever, um, I wouldn't, they wouldn't really know that I could speak the language. My mother did, of course, because I always talked to her in it, but they would, you know, have their conversation and, you know, say different things, and I would sit there and I would hear everything a person was saying you know, or I would see a, a fellow, you know, Ghanaian person and they would, you know, I would know that they're from Ghanaian, Ghana or whatever. And then they would be like, um, you know, can you da 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 da? And I'm like, oh, you from Ghana? Then I start speaking to them. They're like, what? You're from Ghana? And I'm like, yeah, I'm from Ghana. It's like, but you don't have an accent. And I'm like, yeah, because I've been here for a while, but <laughs> don't get it twisted. Some of us, you know what I'm saying? We, we preserved our culture, you know, um, there are other kids out there that, you know, as a result of how their parents are, you know, their parents didn't want them to learn um, our native language, which is called Chi. And that's like that with any other um, uh, right. country where people, you know, their parents will sit there and say, well, I want them to learn English. I want them to learn yeah. this. So they'll like speak to so them. In, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. They'll um, speak to them in, 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 in English and, like I met this one uh, girl one time when I was younger and we was in a room. Now, no disrespect to um, some of the Ghanians or Africans that haven't been here for so long, but <laughs> there's like a terminology. I don't want to offend nobody, but, you know, we know the difference between those that have came here and let's say like their teens, maybe like 15, 16, 17 years old versus the ones that's been here since maybe like six, seven, eight, nine years old. So this particular person, she was born and raised in America. Um, she she didn't um, know how to speak the language. So the others that were, you know, had been here just recently, they knew how to speak the language. And they were like, oh, you know, you're Ghanaian, da, 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 da. They started speaking to me. So she felt left out. And I went to her and I said, yo, don't ever think that you're not um you know you're not from a certain area because you you weren't able to learn the country i said the and this is before i was really quote unquote conscious i was like your mind the way that you carry yourself the right. homage that you pay to your ancestors makes you who you are right you know what i'm saying right. so That's hold right. on to that hold on to that. She was like, oh my God, thank you. Like, I'm just so glad that you said that because sometimes I feel left out. And I'm like, I know how it is. You know what I'm saying? Because even amongst each other, somebody will sit there and say, oh, he's not a real African. Look at him. You know, or he, they have a word, they call me an Akata. An Akata means an African American. You know, like one time I had went to church with my mother when I was younger. And this woman she looked at me, you know, and was talking to my mother, and she said it in in our language. My mother didn't want me to to, to uh, tell me what she had said. She was like, you know, uh, sister so and so, she had said that, um, you know, uh, wh uh, why had why have you why has he changed to an akata? And I went off. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, do you know how it feels to be here? for 18 years and 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 not even have a connection to your roots like I've been here my whole life basically so what do you expect me to be what do you how do you expect me to dress and I said and your children I had said it exactly. I was like her children go to 
go to Ghana every single year. Since I've been in this country, I ain't never been back home. And I was like, but I know how to speak my language. And her children, they don't even know how to speak the language. So tell me who's a real African. <laughs> my mother was so weak. But, you know, it just, <laughs> it's just a, it's a judging thing that I really, I really hated growing up. And that's why I gravitate towards anybody that embraces Africa. Like, it's the spirit of the individual that makes them who they are. Because you that's can right. be an ignorant African. And I, I won't I won't vibe with you, <laughs> you know? So it's the frequency that you're on that makes you who you are. You know, you pay homage to your sisters and your brothers. But that's what I really wanted to talk about today is that there is a dis-ease amongst our people, whether it's being black in America, um, whether it's, uh, you know, being in Jamaica, whether it's being in, on the continent of Africa, whether it's being in Europe. There is a damn, it's a, it's a dis-ease, but the dis-ease is from not really connecting and knowing who you are, you know. Now, everybody knows, like, Kojo Sankofa is my last name um, that I go by, you know, on social media and everything like that. But there's a meaning, you know, there's a meaning behind that. And today, that's what I wanted to talk about was understanding who we are, because if we have a foundation, you know, if we have a, a, a solid foundation of of our roots and who we are, and I'm not talking about mm-hmm. just knowing the, the family that we come from or, you know, my mm-hmm. great-grandmother was from here, but the principles and morals that governed yes. us back in the ancient times, a lot of the mm-hmm. things that we find ourselves going through will begin to cease. You know, mm. so um, for everybody that doesn't know, um, the word the word the term Sankofa is um, a terminology. It's one of the indinqua symbols, and it's a terminology that means to go back um, and take back what's yours, um, so that you can use it, you can um, understand it, apply it to the present, um, and move forward in the future. You know, divinely. You know, but a lot of the, the situations that we go through, you know, um, I'll, I'll get into it, but I wanted to talk first about um, religion. You know, a lot of people don't, you know, f- they find themselves um, going through certain situations, um, whether it's like, you know, Christianity. I'll talk about the two major ones, Christianity and, and Islam. But the problem is, is that when you look at these religions, there's a dominance amongst the sexuality in those religions. You agree with me? <laughs> 100%. 100 and make sure take your sweet time. The floor is yours. You will not be interrupted. Get it all out. Break it down. <laughs> and yeah, 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 yeah. This is just we're going to shift gears now, man. Just settle in on it and just jab, right cross, move around the ring, score points, because this is going to be one of your classics, man. And with what we talked about last night, or this morning, rather, you know, that was talk show worthy. Trust me. So let's go on I know. and <laughs> make sure to get everything. We're not just going to put 10 coats of paint. We're going to put 50 coats of paint and make this thing shine today. So go right ahead, my brother. Thank you. Yeah, but, um, you know, uh, 
Christianity and, and Islam, you know, uh, certain religions that we've described to or been, or have been indoctrinated into from the time of being um, born into this earth realm is a lot of the causes of our um, dysfunction within our family, within our relationships, um, within our everyday lives. You know, um, if you look at it, in Christian Christianity and Islam, they put the man above the woman. And when you look at the church, you see a majority, like people can't, um, you can't deny the fact that when you go to a church, you see a lot of women. And you do see men here and there, but the men is, are mostly the leaders of the church, the pastors, um, the ministers of the church. And you see a lot of the women in the church, you know, going, abiding by the information that, um, you know, is applied in the, in the scriptures and stuff. When you look at Islam, the man is the dominant force. Um, you know, a lot of the women can't do a lot of things without the man's consent. Um, so we're living in a, in a, in a society where it's like, it's, it's dominated by the man, but, there's an underlying tone to it because when you look at um, the people who gave us the, the the Bible that we have today, when you look at the Catholic Church, you look and you see that they have a black Madonna. They pray to a black Madonna, you know, um, a black child in the Catholic Church. But the thing is, a lot of people sit there and say, well, hey, if are if this if this information is is true then what's wrong with it you know we're playing we're praying to a black jesus we're playing praying to a black madonna you know we know jesus was black um when you read the the scriptures it says that his hair was like wool um his his mm -hmm. feet were like brass what's wrong with that well what's right. wrong Let with it is, is is that you know sub subconsciously in our minds uh, I can't speak for everybody, but when you look at the indoctrination of these religions, number one, a child is going to see it through the lens of its oppressor. When 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 we go to school and we hear that uh, Christianity and Islam was given to us in the name of bloodshed, you know, when we hear that, oh, you watch certain movies, you see the books and stuff, and it has a white Jesus. Subconsciously, a lot of us can't get that out of our head, even though we want to believe and say Jesus was black. Because even when you look at the picture that Michelangelo um, painted of Jesus, it's a white man. And that's the image that they portrayed everywhere. So that the question becomes is that even if Jesus was a black man, the people that gave us the religion were not black. They were white. So when we understand that concept and we go into the perversion of these um, religions, we start to see the underlying um, message that has been subconsciously programmed into us to make us act the way that we're acting. You know, a lot of people don't understand why relationships are a certain way and, you know, certain people can't find their partners in X, Y, and Z because there's no solid foundation. Now, within these religions, when you go back to ancient times and you go back to um, ancient Kemet, 
um, which is what people call today as Egypt, which is the Greek word, you see that a lot of the um, the information that uh, Christians got from um, ancient Kemet was was what they used in the Bible. You know, they put that into the Bible, but the thing is, they knew that they couldn't copy it word for word. So they had to pervert it to a certain way, not only to, to, to make it seem like it was their message, their information, but also to make sure that a lot of people um, would, would see it in their eyes and their, in their view, you know. So that's what I wanted to talk today about is that, you know, we had basic um, laws, different things that governed us to where we ruled the planet. We ruled all over yes. for thousands of years, you know. Um, when you look at the 42 laws of Ma'at, um, when you look at the 11 laws of God, these are 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 um are, are morals. See, people people don't understand that in ancient Kemet, our ancestors we didn't have a religion. There was no Christianity. There was no Islam. There was no Judaism. All of these um, religions come from the mother of it is ancient Kemet. That's the mother of it because we documented this information thousands of years ago. So when the Greeks came into ancient Kemet, they stole our information. But even like when you look at it in the um, Catholic Church, I don't know if you know, Brother Lance, but did you did you know that the Pope, that the hat that the Pope wears is from ancient Kemet? I never knew that. And there's so it's, much I don't know. Um, it, remember, when, it, when we do shows lots of times, I'm learning as the guests speak, and then I'll go research. But there's a lot that I just did. And I'll admit that. I'll say that. So many people pretend and go along and get along. But there was a lot that most of what is here in abundance when you research just didn't exist when I came up. For Even for me to go and go to a library and put these string these things together, there weren't the visuals. There wasn't the readily available information. And there are things that I just did not know. Um, and I'm a student. That's why I'm here to learn. I might have the platform, but I don't know everything. And that's why I'm so appreciative yeah. of you to come on and share. No, I did not know at all. I'm learning right now as we speak. So keep keep it flowing, brother. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a student as well, you know. All I did was just wake up to the information. And, you know, our brothers and sisters, like, um, the Anthony Browders, these are people that I recommend, people that want to connect to who we truly are, start to research. And the Anthony Browders, the Dr. Ashwa Kwesi, um, these people have documented, have, and it's, it's not like a book that's written. They've actually went to ancient Kemet. They've actually went to the to, um, what, what, what was known as uh, the Kushite dynasty, which is known today as like the Ethiopia part of um, Africa and have documented with Christianity and um, Catholicism and um, all of these other religions have stolen our information and used it to control us, you know. So um, I was saying that in, in um, the Catholic Church, the Pope, the hat that he wears is actually from uh, the deity Asar, the spiritual deity Asar, um, and he wore the same crown um, in the afterlife, 
you know. So it's a whole bunch of things, like, when people understand that the Holy Trinity, um, um, when they understand uh, Jesus being born in, in, a, in a manger and um, uh, being, uh, being born by the Virgin Mary, um, and, you know, his father and everything. This is the story of Aset, Asar, and Haru. Um, so yes. it, it's very, it goes very deep, you know, but the problem is that we, people don't understand the energy that we give these things to. See, people say that, okay, it's okay because, hey, they, they stole it. They took it from our ancestors. So it's the same thing, but it's not because when they stole it from our ancestors, they didn't pay homage to them. They stole it and enslaved us. So even today, when we, you know, go into the Christian church and we go into Islam, we're at, we're giving our oppressors the energy that they want, that they're seeking. We're giving them the control, you know, but they'll never talk about the, the, the symbol of life. They'll never talk about the 42 laws of Ma'at. These are mm-hmm. principles that can govern us and they're not they're not religion it's not a religion or a philosophy this is what governed us for us to be able to rule thousands and thousands of years to where nobody was able to conquer us you see so a lot of the mistakes that we make and specifically in the carbonated community or what people will call the melanated community or the black community you know we see that our households are dysfunctional we don't, we don't, we, we're not quote unquote married. We don't have a, a, a relationship that can, that, that's serious because a lot of us aren't taking the necessary steps to build a foundation of truth, righteousness, and, 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 um, you know, balance. Like my aunt, that's what she represents. Now, um, because she represents that, the laws that she, that, that we apply to our lives are laws that can prevent disease. For example, the biggest one that I know a lot of people might or might not agree with is fornication. It's understanding that there needs to be a commitment to an individual before, you know, you can you can sleep or lie down with this person. But a lot of right. people think that, oh, well, hey, if I know this person for six months, 12 months, hey, we can, we can set it off. And this creates a lot of dysfunctional families. You know, our children are going to school learning history through the eyes of our oppressor. They tell us that the civilization, the, the, the dawn of civilization really started in the Greco-Roman culture. So they hear about Alexander the Great. They hear about um, uh, Ptolemy and um, they hear about uh, Hippocrates. But how about when you look at Hippocrates, what if a child knew who Imhotep was? If they knew who Imhotep was and how he was the, 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 um, the, the foundation of all of these great scholars like Galilee and um, the Pythagorean theorem and understanding blood circulation and so much more. This man was able to do this thousands of years before the people that we pay homage to. Now, if our children were able to be programmed, because everything is a program, but if they were able to see themselves through the, through the, 
through the lenses of our ancestors, then maybe they would have a different perspective on what their destiny would be, you know, who they truly are, the greatness that they carry. But learning it through the eyes of a European doesn't give us that same, that same, um, uh, what's the word, strength and dignity and um, importance, you know? So I really wanted to talk about that, that we have to get back in tune with who we truly are. You know, we have to live by these laws because when when you look at different laws that, you know, are in um, the Islam tradition and uh, the Abrahamic tradition, the, the problem is this, that there has to be a balance between the masculine and feminine. Our ancestors understood when you mm-hmm. look at, um, you know, Nyamit and in the Akan Ashanti tribe, we have Nyamit. Nyamit is the, 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 the uncontrollable seeing force that you cannot see. That, that is equivalent to in ancient Kemet, what they called Amun-Ra the uncontrollable force that you cannot even put a gender on. You, you can't put, you can't say he's masculine. You can't say that he's feminine. It is the all, the uncontrollable force that governs us. And the, the, um, the feminine aspect of Nyame was Asasaya, which is Ma'at, the, the, the queen mother of earth, the one that supplies us with the natural resources that we see today. So in African spirituality, we understood the laws of duality. We understood that without a man, with um, with a, with there is no man without a woman, and there is no woman without a man, and that together they represent the complete all of the universe. The 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 Christ that people speak in the Bible is the completeness of who we truly are, because. The thing is, in African spirituality, we didn't believe in some spookism of some God, you know, praying to a God saying, oh, give us our blessings and blah, blah, blah. We understood that we were pieces of the all, having a human experience. And as long as we connected to the all, we would have a God-like experience here on this earth realm. You know, so... A lot of that, you know, when we pray and we sit there and we ask, oh, God, give me this. Right. It's not, it's not doing nothing for us because we are God having a human experience. We're pieces of the all. If mm-hmm. we walk in that divine light and we walk in truth, balance, justice, and harmony, there's nothing that we cannot have. Now, people will sit there and say, well, how come, you know, um, uh, you go to Africa, you go to Jamaica, you go to the Caribbean, how come they're poor and how come they're living like X, Y, and Z? Because people need to have it correct. People got, excuse my language, but people have this shit twisted. That <laughs> materialism, you know what I'm saying? Materialism is something that we're entitled to. No. When you understand the laws of Ma'at, when you understand um, the, the, the laws of Ma'at and what we, what we were governed by, you understand that the whole concept of it was to live more godlike, was to live in tune with the source, which was nature, which was the uncontrollable, uncontrollable force. So all of the cars, the clothes, the fancy this, the fancy that, that's out the window because those are wants. That is an illusion that this society has made us believe that in order for us to have a good life, this is what we need. But that's false. 
you know, people that understood this philosophy understood that God doesn't branch you all of these things. There's certain things that happen when you will it, when you're determined and you say, hey, I want this. The universe actually listens to that vibration and it comes forth. But that's not you asking God and he answering your prayers. No, that's you telling yourself that this is what you want. But all that, the laws that we have were just to govern ourselves. You know, it was just to make sure that we were in tune with who we truly are. Yes. That we would, we would prevent disease, that our children would come into this world and know who they are and contribute to society. And, I, and people that's listening or anybody that's going to listen to this, ask yourself, what are you contributing to society? Not the Babylon society. And when I mean Babylon, I understand that there was a Babylon that our ancient ancestors controlled. But I'm talking about the Babylon and revelations that they talk about with the, um, with the woman, with the world coming to an end. That's the Babylon that we're in now, you know. But whose, whose system, whose communities are we serving? What are we giving back to our children, to our seeds, to our ancestors? Ask yourself that. So a lot of this disease is, and I know you've heard this uh, saying before, Brother Lynn, whatever you give your energy to, <laughs> that's who you are, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So when you look that. at it, mm-hmm. people work eight hours, 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Whatever they're giving their energy to, that's who they are. The okay. people that are around, the people that they congregate with on a daily basis, that's who they become. So a lot of people don't understand when they come home from a long days of work and they're not in a, in a great move and their partner is asking them what's wrong with them and they're acting a certain way or one person isn't bringing a certain amount of money in it, and another person is saying, I can't be with you because you're not providing. This is all an illusion. It's an illusion. And, it keeps and yesterday, I, I just wanted to say one thing to piggyback on what you said before about um, that, that force that's neither male nor female and the male and female forces, how it's promoted today to throw that balance off. You see, you can just pick and be who you want to be, which in essence to me is that this society, this culture, this place, this white supremacy all over the world encourages us to remain in a damaged place. It encourages us not to move up or move forward to heal ourselves. See, so now they give us official labels that we can use. If I break my leg and it's in the process of healing, but I'm told that it's okay to have a broken leg and walk around, I'm not encouraged to heal, I'm walking around and didn't get it adjust, adjusted the proper way with a cast, and it heals up wrong. Well, this society symbolically, when you are damaged or confused in your sexuality, they, those exactly. who are in that state rebel because they don't want to understand that that is not the way, right? So and, society and, and encourages them. Yeah, it says, well, you have this, you have that, you have this. And they stay there (laughs) and they never heal up, right? They they, they never aspire to be all that they can be as they were meant to be. 
they settle for this, well, I'm bi and I'm pansexual and I'm transgendered and I'm this and I'm that and I'm got Disney ears and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mouse now or whatever you want to call yourself. You can pick your damaged place and stay there and it's okay. See? Exactly. You remember, remember um, on Friday, remember I was talking to you yesterday and I told you that mm-hmm. um, it was an interesting point Brother Kirsten had brought up when he said that there was a, a pastor, you know, he was a Christian pastor. He was, you know, speaking the word of God. Right. And next thing you know, he started speaking about um, homosexuality and how it's okay. Exactly. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you're, you're, you're encouraged to, 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 uh, to do that and to stay there. And also to keep us away from this knowledge of who we are and how we will manifest our thoughts. And other people say, well, I'm praying to this God outside of me, right? That's an insult to that force that's inside of you. And we, it sets us up to look outward. I mean, mm-hmm. I th- there was a time I was so, uh, uh, not fatigued, but my mind was in 10 different places and I was looking for my glasses all over the house. I tore up every room. I knew that they were in the house. And I couldn't believe that I could not find these glasses that I just had an hour before. Where were they? I walked past the mirror and they were on my head the way I usually wear them. It was all right there. And I hadn't a clue. It's all right there for us. The power there is inside of us. Activate it. Know that you're the one that can just change everything immediately. But no, looking everywhere else but but the right place. We're looking everywhere in the wrong places, and we'll never find it there. That's why one of the reasons why we'll never find ourselves looking to their gods they put up, like a pickpocket. Hey, man, look at that girl over there. Ain't she fine? You turn your head and you look, and, oh, excuse me, I bumped into you, man, sorry, and he got your wallet. See? Yeah, and, and you know, not to, not to confuse anybody, because I, I think somebody might be, you know, somebody might listen to this and they might say, what do you, well, what do you mean there's no um, God in the sky or this, that, and the fourth, or there's nobody, you know? No, we understand that there's an uncontrolling, uncompelling force that we cannot see or touch. We know that, but that is not separate from who we are. We are pieces, you know, in the Bible, going back to the Bible, because a lot of people like, um, you know, know the Bible. But when it says we were made in his image, they're literally saying that you are a piece of the all. You're not disconnected from him. You don't have to go through the son, which is Jesus, to, to get through the father. No, you are a divine being yourself. You know, you can command what you want. Say and it shall be. Seek and you shall find. You know, so people need to understand that concept. Um, and going back to what you were saying about, um, you know, the whole thing about with the pastor and everything, it's funny because people don't understand that this is how our subconscious mind has been programmed. And this is how a lot of people, especially the youth, have been brainwashed to think a lot of the things that they're doing is okay. Now, imagine being a Christian and they're telling you that, hey, you're supposed to live like this. You're supposed to live like that, Right. And you have all of these denominations within in, within church, and all of a sudden, 
uh, a denomination or a certain pastor from a church tells you that it's okay to be quote unquote gay or homosexual or whatever you want to call it, having, you know, sleeping with the same sex or whatever. And you hear that and people start to think that it's okay because now they're accepting it. Now, the problem with that is that the people that gave us these this religion are are people that are unmoral. They're not moral. Their religion was never moral. It was plagiarized. So in order for it to be, to, to pervert, they perverted our, 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 our laws and used it for their gain, for their purpose. You know, so a lot of people don't know that within the truth of the Bible and the Quran and all of these other religious texts, there are also um, misinformation that if one isn't um, aware of it or have what people will call spiritual discernment, if people don't have that third eye open, they'll easily fall into that trap to think that, you know, it's okay. But people don't understand this, you know. And it's but simple. there's a lot of... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying that simple lack of understanding will lead them up the wrong road, and that's why they will never feel, find the connection their entire lives. You know, it just takes that one road to go up the wrong road and go so far up that road that you forgot the wrong turn that you took so many miles back. It's not even in your mind anymore, and it will take – it's not like you can't get back on track, but it's going to take a heck of a revamping of your mind to get back there. And we, 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 yeah. many, many of us never even had a choice in the crossroads, a conscious choice to say, you know what? I choose to go this way or I choose to go that way. You were born into the wrong road. So you don't even exactly. know back there. You don't even, you never saw that part of the junction point, the crossroads to make the choice that maybe like one's me. parents or grands, grandparents made for them in the choosing of a, of a tainted religion. So we were born into this thing and have no clue. So we're going to really have to think. Now, in this case, we're going to have to think outside the box and think outside of ourselves to get yeah. the concept that we were born into this thing. So we, we prop it up and we go with certain things and we, 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 we roll with this thing, not realizing that there's no power in it. It's like a person who is told that a little child a young, a young, not a child, child, but somebody 10 years old, you got this nice little lamp in your room. And the mother says, well, when you want some light, it's plugged in, just throw the switch and the light will come on. And the kid can see that every time they throw the switch, the light doesn't come on, right? So because it's the parent that said so, and you trust your mother, you trust your mother for everything and she will never lead you wrong or hurt you, your mind bends it a little bit to believe the fact that light comes on from that lamp who has a blown bulb. It's not going to come on. So what do you do? Right. You, you take everything you possibly can to, ex to explain that and agree that the light came on. So now moonlight is coming through the window. And you said, well, hmm. it, it's a lamp that's working funny. And, and it's lit up in here because of the lamp. You know the lamp is not working, and you know it's the moonlight that's lighting the room up a little bit. So there's something mm -hmm. going on with inside of us, but we blame it on the external. We give credit to the external exactly. that the white man gave us and, and, and forced on us. And so that's why he loves it when he sees your soul far gone and your delusion. 
As soon as you cry out, Jesus, look, let me tell you something. You have one person who is silent about that religion thing. There's no indication of any type of submission to the religion. And you have the die the wool, very verbal, every other word is Jesus type Christian. And they're both going to a job interview. There's one position and two people there. And the first one interviews, he might get it. But the next one gets the interview. As soon as she gets in there, oh, Lord of Jesus. Ooh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I, I just, ooh, the Lord brought me here because I don't know, boss man, how I got here on time because the Lord brought me here. Now, you didn't say Jesus, Lord, Lord have mercy. Oh, okay. You're easily controlled because we got you. Even though that slave that master, uh, a person there, doesn't believe in it or has the facade of it, but they don't really, because they're doing what they want to do. We're a Christian nation. Let's go bomb other countries and take their resources. We're a Christian nation. Let's just take the people who are there and get rid of them, bring in stolen Africans and build the country up. But we're a Christian nation. In God, we trust on the money. What damn God you're talking about? See, so we, we're trying to feel around for what we already know on the inside while worshiping what the devil gave us to worship in a righteous way. So we, 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 we can't help but be sick and twisted. We can't help you, you it. Know, you know what's so crazy is that people don't want to really... It, it, I don't even... Yo, it, <laughs> I, I'm trying to say this as best as I can, but it's like... If let it flow, let it flow. Good, like, people don't... This shit is so deep. If people knew how this shit was given to us, how this religion was imposed on us. They would, they would not want to, if, if we were supposed to, if we were able to go into our Akashic record, if we were able to go into our DNA and really connect with our ancestors and see the traumatic experiences of these so-called religions that, they, that we think is righteous and how they were given to us, mm -hmm. we would not want to have nothing to do with it nothing so to those that say you know i love my roots I, I love we can't like it says in the bible we can't serve two masters you have to choose one you know what i'm saying because if you choose one yeah if you choose if you're in between you're subconsciously you're giving your energy to a certain thing you know you're paying homage to a certain thing so for those a person might be sit, sitting there wearing the Anka lights saying, I believe in ancient Kemet, but sitting there saying, well, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to go to the Catholic church. I'm going to go to um, the Christian church and say my prayers, but I know I'm praying to a black Madonna. But isn't the Pope praying to a black Madonna? But he's, he's, he's perverted beyond what you would ever know. Right. Look at all of the molestation and everything that they're doing. All of the prayers that they do and all of the things that they say, people are feeding them energy. They're feeding them their ego. And another thing, too, is when you know that these people are the ones that are the gatekeepers of Christianity, the, the Catholic Church, and you don't even see yourself, your reflection, your carbonated being as, as, as the, the leader of, of, of any of these religions, yeah, you have a church pastor or whatever, or this, that, or fool. But the people that gave you the religion are the real leaders, the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. So, in essence, 
when, like you were saying, when these people see us paying homage to Christianity, to Islam, to these things, no matter what we say about how it was a black Jesus and this, that, and the fourth, guess what? They're the ones that gave us their, that religion. They're the ones that read you the Bible. They're the ones that told you how to pray to, to Jesus Christ. So no matter what, they are the enforcers. They are the, the birth of that religion that they gave to us. But what they don't want you to do is to sit there and say, damn, y'all stole and plagiarized everything from our ancient ancestors. That's why they want to talk about how there's a Middle East. That's why they want to say, oh, well, in, in Egypt, which was what the word was, what we call the ancient Kemet, you know, it was it was white people. They were never black people. Mm-hmm. But if we understood what the word, you know, Kemet meant, when we understand that a lot of the words that they 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 um that they said in in the in our ancient dialects meant black people, meant the land of the black people, then we would know that they were talking exactly about us. But they don't want us to know. They don't, you know, and and it's it's something that's plaguing our community because, you know, like going back to the relationship thing, if one understood there's a certain um, uh, a text in our ancient text or whatever, and it talks about uh, the spiritual dialectic law of opposites, this is our ancient ancestors speaking about opposites, divine opposites understanding the divine masculine and understanding the divine feminine, you know, the, uh, there was a word that they used. It was called, um, nectar, nectar hemp, which, which mean the divine wife. And they had nectar heads with, which meant the divine, uh, man. And they understood this relationship that no matter what, when you built a relationship with the opposite sex to have, you were you were building something divine, so you weren't just going sleeping with the individual and making babies. You understood that you all coming together with something divine, and that it had power within it. Exactly. But imagine if we imagine if we knew this. Imagine if we knew this versus all of the the music, the sexual things that they portray in the music videos and 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 movies and and um, television shows. Imagine if we saw this before we saw that bullshit. Mm. It would change the reality and the way we react to certain things. You know, today we live in an age of information where nothing is an excuse. For those that want to search and find the truth, seek and ye shall find. Like, that's real. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing there that when see, everything is, is frequency. When we talk about spirituality all spirit means is energy everything in this universe is energy so when your energy is is drawn to righteousness is drawn to truth you start bringing people into your reality you start bringing people into your reality that are righteous you start bringing people into your reality that um understand and want to be um treated the way that you want to be treated you know like for me, for example, like I was, te- I think I was telling you this yesterday, but I never understood why um, I was always so harsh 
we were talking about being a narcissist, and I had made the um the uh, example about how people might think that you're a narcissist because you know you you don't put yourself on a pedestal, but you always you always hold people to high regards. You hold yourself to a high regard. So right. if certain people are doing certain things, you don't want nothing to do with them. It's not to say that you're not you're better than them, but you're like, I don't need that energy around me. You smoking, you drinking, you doing X, Y, and Z, you, you fornicating. I don't want to have nothing to do with that. I'm trying to be divine. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to mm-hmm. be my God self. I'm That's trying to me. level up, you know? So I never understood that because I would have so-called friends, you know, sit there and say, oh, well, you know, you, you should come out with us and, and go do this or do that. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm not I'm not down with that. And they would feel some type of way. But when I started researching and understanding, see, this is what we have to understand is that everything that has been given to us by the European mind has been plagiarized from our history to our astrology to our chemistry to our biology. Everything has been plagiarized. So I would meet a lot of people and they would say, oh, they would, they, you know, people look at you and they see um, your attitude and your character, and they'll say, "Oh, what what type of um, what sign are you?" And I'm like, "What do you mean, what sign? I don't believe in that bullshit." Right. I would go somewhere else. Oh, what sign are you? What sign are you? I kept on hearing that. I'm like, "Yo, people need to stop asking me that." But let me take some time and start understanding what this stuff is about because people are really believing this shit. So I started getting into, into Greek astrology, and there, there's some truth in it. We are programmed by the cosmos. The, the times that we come into this realm, there's a certain projection of energy yes. that, quote-unquote, governs us, if, if that makes sense. It's not, it's not the, the all of what we are, but our behaviors and our characteristics and how we act are because of an astrological program. That's a fact. Right. Um, so when I started researching this, um, I don't, I'm not, um, I don't, I don't mind saying it, but in the Greek astrology, I'm a Libra. So I'm like, wow, like I'm a Libra. Da, 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 da. Now, if anybody knows about Greek astrology, people know that the Libra is the only symbol that doesn't represent um, any type of quote unquote animal. It's a, it's a kind of like a being, like a, a person. So I said, no, why, why does, why is it that the Libra is the only one? Like I don't see any of the other um, zodiac symbols, um, astro- astrology symbols, representing this type of, you know, a person or whatever. So when I started researching, I found out that Greek astrology was came out of ancient Kemet. The Dendara Zodiac was what we, what governed us, you know, mm-hmm. based on what your, based on what, what uh, your birth date was, you were, there was a deity that governed you. So when I looked at it, Ma'at governed me. And I started understanding the laws of Ma'at, truth, righteousness, balance, and how, why I would be so hard on myself. Why would I, why I always wanted to be more godlike why I wanted to have a solid foundation in certain things that I was doing, you know, planting myself, 
and it all started making sense. Now, no offense to, like, Greek astrology or anything, but what if we started paying homage to the original creators of astrology and we started honoring our ancestors based on our astrological um, programming and when we, we logged into this earth realm? What if you knew that you were a quote-unquote Libra, but you were governed by my eye and you paid reverence to my eye? Even if you weren't born there, but understanding how full circle when the moon came into place, when different dates came into place, you could say a prayer, you could honor your ancestors, different things like that. What if we knew that versus going on a on a on Greek astrology and thinking that's the say all be all, you know? So it, it's something mm-hmm. where. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just agreeing with you. I just said, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Nah. It's, it's it's like, what if we, we started honoring our ancestors more? You know, this would make us pay homage and also pull in the power that's within us. You know, but we do a disservice when we don't. You know, we do a disservice when we think Hippocrates is the father of medicine. <laughs> but there were there were many before him. You know, we do a disservice when we don't honor and we don't build a solid foundation because this is what truly prevents dis-ease, you know. So it's something that I wanted to talk with Brother Lance about, and I'm glad that, you know, you gave me the opportunity to to share, but you were speaking about how we need to, you know, remove ourselves from um, what what we've been told. Like, a lot of us didn't have a choice. You know, the funny thing that you said about that is when I left the, the quote-unquote Christian church, our senior pastor, you know what he told me? He said, no matter what, you are a church baby. You can't take the church out of you. This is what the man said. But who said I left church? I didn't tell him I left church. But he told me, he said, no matter what, you can't take the church out of you. <laughs> you, you. Well, no matter where you go, you're always going to have the church in you. That's what he said. So for a lot of us, we've been indoctrinated and been enslaved and been programmed into an illusion since birth. And only those, you know, only those that are truth seekers that really want to change, change their reality, change the beliefs that's been imposed on them can can truly do so, you know. Um, but it's something where a person is going to have to really um, be strong-minded and not believe everything that they've been told, but but to search for the answers themselves. And for somebody that's saying, well, how do you know this is true, blase, blase, this is documented facts. There's three, there's three civilizations that our people can go to. And I, I told Brother Lance to um, put the links in the description, so for those that really want to do their research and, and find this information, can really start to connect the the, uh, the puzzle, the pieces of the puzzle together. But if you learn ancient Kemet, which a lot of us know, but if you learn about the um, the mother and father of ancient Kemet, which is the Kushite, which is what is known today as modern day Ethiopia, but then when you go to the grandmother and grandfather of all of it all, you're looking at um, uh, the Congo, the Twa people, 
you know, you can literally go to these places and see the evidence of the origins of civilization and how everything has been uh, uh, plagiarized. You can go to ancient Kemet and see our ancestors literally carved out to where it cannot be erased, the truth of our identity. You can see it. But what they're not going to do is they're not going to pay homage to it. And now there's an agenda to sit there and say, oh, white people governed Egypt. No, black people governed Egypt, but they were invaded by Greeks. And that's why we get the word Egypt today, which was uh, which is a Greek word. But if you go and to, to ancient Kemet, to um, the Kushite dynasty, to, to the Congo, you'll see the evidence of us um depicting and making sure that our information was carved for eternity you'll see it there so you know i encourage everybody to go and and do the research the the funny thing is when you look into the major religion the mm-hmm. evidence that a lot of us people think is there ain't really there <laughs> there's no exactly. evidence of a so, of a so-called jesus that's the crazy part you know, they don't have no real depictions of Christ, you know, in, engraved and carved. Hebrews, you know, when you look at the, the certain terminologies of Judaism, the Hebrew language and who these people were, when you look at ancient African culture, there's no documentation of, of, of these certain tribes that they speak of in the Bible. It's all been plagiarized. And one thing I want to tell people is this is how subconsciously they've been, we've been programmed and they're destroying us from finding the truth is the fact that, check this out, Brother Lance, um, if you think about it in the Bible, the most demonized people in the Bible are the pharaohs, are the Egyptians. That's no coincidence. That is no coincidence because if they can demonize a certain group of people, you will never want anything to do with them. You know, if they can demonize Pharaoh and, and say he was like this and he was like that, what group of people would want to go and sit there and claim that we were ancient um, Egyptians exactly. or quote-unquote ancient Kemites? I, I noticed that. Mm-hmm. That, that. That's to make you run away from it. The very things that they tell you to run away from, like Brother Kesson says, should be the things that you run toward. You see, exactly. because there's something in that that they don't want you to know. That's true. They always demonized it, and there was no curiosity. It was like they're bad people, so just leave it all alone. Exactly, and that's that's what I've been hearing. And you you hear that, in, like a lot of people, a lot of young people, you know, a lot of us that's young. If you start asking questions, you know, you a little kid, you start asking questions, you want to leave that alone. They don't even give you an answer, and you get so mad and frustrated because. Nobody is really having a discussion with you. Think about it. How many people do you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say. When -hmm. you watch their movies and you see Moses with Pharaoh and, you know, uh, 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 Moses threw down a a staff, whatever it was, Pharaoh did it and it was magic and it almost matched what, 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 what Moses did. But the way they portray it, and they make them seem white, and they made the, the, the pharaoh darker, of course. But it's like 
since they're bad people, what magic did they have, which is real, as opposed to the false thing portrayed in that movie to make us turn away from? It's like, wait a mm-hmm. second. What, what was this? That was us. That was us it, doing it, all these things. Exactly. And check this out. The funny thing is, even and and this is this is how you know this shit is deep. Even even when Christianity, even when um Christianity came into play, they had the early Gnostics. These were people that understood the symbolism and the esoteric meaning of of, of the Christianity and the Bible. So Christ wasn't a quote unquote person that came into this logged into this earth realm and was doing X, Y, and Z, but Christ was, we were the Christ. There were levels of, of the Christ within you that if you were able to tap into certain frequencies and follow a path of righteousness, you would become more like Christ. You would become the Christ conscious. But the thing was, the early Gnostics of the Christian church who were Africans were preserving it. You know, they were they were telling people like, yo, this isn't no myth where you have to pray through X, Y, and Z like the Christ is within you. When the Roman Catholic Church found out that these people were doing this, oh, they crucified these people. They banned it and, and, and basically annihilated these people off the face of the earth. It's documented facts. Why don't they tell you about the lost books of the Bible? A lot of people say, oh, there's 66 books in the Bible. Hell no. There's more, because if you read the other lost books of the Bible, then somebody's going to sit there and say, wait a minute, a lot of this information that I'm I'm coming into realization, there must be more, and you would start searching for more. So they took out certain books in the Bible because they knew that the plagiarism that they put in the Bible, if they put any more than that, we would go back to the source. You know, and another thing that you said about um, saying, you know, demonizing our spirituality and our ancient um, crafts and things that we did that were quote unquote magic, you know, we demonize it as evil. But it's funny because I, I always tell people this that if you're a Christian, if you go to Isaiah 45, verse 7, God Himself says, I form light and I create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. <laughs> so in the Bible, God himself is telling you when somebody sits there and says, oh, this evil, da 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 and they're saying it's the devil. And in, the, in, in the own Bible that people read, the King James Version, it says that I, the Lord, do all of these things. So essentially, is the, is God the devil and the devil God? <laughs> it's a question to be asked, <laughs> you know? It's a question exactly. to be asked. And when you start seeing these things, it's undeniable that there's a lot of um, hypocrisy and contradictions within the Bible, you know, but there's a part of it that a lot of people like this message that I wanted to get out today that, you know, in the Bible, Matthew 13, verse 14, and, you know, a lot of people are like, well, damn, he knows a lot about the Bible. Hell, yeah, I was enslaved into the, into the religion, <laughs> out the womb, <laughs> you know, so I have no choice but to know so much. 
But what I had to do was <laughs> I had to empty my my cup. You know, I had to empty right. my cup and and be able to pay homage to my ancestors because I knew what saved me was that I knew that this information uh, wasn't it, it wasn't righteous because the people that imposed it on us weren't righteous beings. They enslaved us yeah. with this religion. So that was the very foundation that freed me. It was like, whoa, these white people, excuse my language, but that's what they were. Europeans, they enslaved us with it. So I know that there, there was something more righteous than this. And that's when I began my journey. But in Matthew 13, verse 14, it says, the, it talks about the prophecy of Isaiah. And it says that, you know, um, these people, they'll never be, they'll, they will ever, they will be ever hearing, but never understanding. They'll be ever seeing, but never perceiving. You know, this is the prophecy of Isaiah. These people that we come into contact with, that we try to give this message to, it's like they have what we call cognitive dissonance. No matter what truth that you give to them, because they've been programmed and, and, and they refuse to allow their spirit to, to, to gravitate towards something that can potentially free them, they just, they can't see that they can't, they can't, they can't, and they can't act out what they need to do to free themselves. So the prophecy of Isaiah is upon them, but that's in the Bible. You know, it's funny because at the same time that the Bible is, is talking about righteousness and talking about different things, it's really also insulting people that aren't understanding what the messages that are in the Bible is, you know. So it's crazy. It's really crazy. Hmm. It's so to have us so confused. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. So turned around, yeah. so confused. We think we're um, moving in the right direction, and we're moving in the wrong direction. Exactly. I mean, you know, somebody will sit there and say, well, hey, you know, I want this and I want that, but nothing is working now, and, you know, maybe I just want to pray to God and hope that. No, you have to command it. You have to say, this is what I want. This is what I'm having. As much as we believe you know, as much as people are so religious and they believe in a, a spook God, why is their faith so small? If if you believe that there's an afterlife, that you're going to heaven, why are you so fearful of standing up for your truth? You know, why are you so um, passive? You know, why don't you, why don't you, why are you so scared of the evil one? You know, why are you thinking that, oh, these demons are out to get me. I can't do this. I can't do that. No, you are God. You are God having a human experience. He's giving you the tools and powers to overcome anything. And once we start living in truth, harmony, justice, and balance, and in the laws of Ma'at, and grounding ourselves with that foundation and, and acting out the God within us, there's nothing that can stop us. Yeah, there might be people that can take you out and and kill you and et cetera, et cetera. But you, your, your energy, your energy that you carry is one that glows like on any other. So even in the midst of chaos, you're balanced. Even in, even in the midst of, of chaos and, and death and a lot of different things that go on, you have a firm foundation, you know? So anything that comes your way, you're able to withstand. And we're carbonated people. Another thing that, that I want to get into, not to make it, 
uh, all along or anything, but, you know, um, I told Brother Lance that we have to get back in tune and have um, certain foundations that we can be governed by, you know, certain things that can help us. But when you look at us, especially carbonated people, um, I, I said this uh, yesterday to you, Brother Lance, and I was saying that um, mm-hmm. if you look at the zoo, you know, when you look at the zoo, you see that all of the animals in the zoo, that's not their real environment, but they're comfortable. You know, they eat, they feed them, but they're in a cage. They're in a prison. Yeah. And the only time that they can leave is when somebody tells them when to. Now, when I was speaking with you about this yesterday, okay. why I, I, I woke up and I was on, on on the news or whatever just looking at something, and I crossed over, and it was saying how a jaguar had had mauled um, a few animals or something like that, and they had to, like, tranquilize the, uh, the jaguar. <laughs> and I was saying okay. yesterday that, you know, we're in a, in, a, in a simulated environment just like the zoo. And every now and then you have individuals that will act out like the jaguar and sit there and say, yo, wait a minute. This shit is an illusion. You know, they, they give all of the foods and everything that the, the jaguar would have in their natural environment. They'll give it to them in, in the zoo and make them believe that this is their natural environment. But what we don't understand is the same thing that we have, that they have, we have. You know, we go to the grocery store to get our groceries. So they actually go out to nature, steal all of the resources, package it up, bring it to the grocery store, print money out, have you work and enslaved in a job, get that money that they printed out, and have you walk to the grocery store and buy those resources that they stole out of nature. Isn't that something? And... It's yeah, it's crazy. But when you think about it, like you know, I I listen to a lot of things that's going on, and people talk about, hey, you know, we're in a holographic universe, and there might be life in this realm, in this uh, planet, and blah blah blah. And we found out that we're in a holographic universe. Like I keep hearing that the holographic universe that we're in is what we're currently imprisoned in which is being in a simulated environment that's not conducive to our nature. When we look at our relationships, when we look at our health, when we look at our spirituality, when we look at our relationships, not only with man and woman, but our children, it's, it's, it's sad, but it's, it's a reason for that. It's because we're not in our natural environment, you know. And that's what we need to talk about today is that we need to start having solutions of those that are really serious that really want to wake up to, to do something about what they're finding themselves in. Because it, it's, it's like, you know, how can we ever wake up and, and make our conditions better when we're in an environment that is is not real, you know, like we're governed by certain things and, I know what somebody might say is that why why does it like we can't get away from this system no matter what you can what what you do you know we're always going to be in this system and it's like yeah we are but what you can do is 
we have to start being able to let go of the attachments that we can let go of legally, if that makes sense. The very things that we don't really need, you know, from the religion to the to to the um, to the economics, you know, of being enslaved into a system and working eight hours a day, we have to let go of it. But it's, it's easier said than done. Say that again. Yeah. It's draining our very life force. I it mean, is. we have to go through so much before we can have ourselves to ourselves. And we're so battle scarred over just getting through a day with these toxic people who are also lost that by the end of the day, all we're good for is a beer and sitting in front of the TV, a, a little porn and a bad food. That's it. I mean, and they have nothing left for themselves. And so now you're deficient. Each day goes mm-hmm. by, you don't feel full, you don't feel happy because the life is being sucked out of you and you're not living up to your potential and destiny. You're out of destiny. You're off track. The train should be somewhere in another state and you're sitting off by the side of the track because you can't have yourself to yourself. And I'm determined exactly. to always have myself to myself throughout my whole day. Even when I'm driving the bus and dealing with people, I am with me, centered where I can look within and take in information from the outside and process it and make things happen even before I get in front of the computer or get home because I have myself to myself. What I do is what I want to do. Yes, I am trapped in this system, and I have to be on the plantation at a certain time, but it's very minimal, and soon it won't be long. <laughs> it won't be long. So to have exactly. your presence of mind no matter where you are it's the strongest asset that you could ever possess. You could be locked exactly. away for 10 or 15 years in a prison. That's 10 or 15 years. Why are you focusing on the prison? Why don't you focus on yourself to make yourself a better person, more valuable, more intense, so that when you are physically removed from that prison, you didn't miss a beat. As a matter of fact, you can turn that prison into an advantage because exactly. other people now must work. Other people now must go get their food and get in car accidents. You're not going to get in a car accident in prison. I'm not saying please. I'm not saying to get locked up. I'm just saying that wherever you find yourself, there's an advantage if if yep. you're connected to the person on the inside. So imagine how much yeah. reading a person can get done or exercise or meditation if they stay away from actually absorbing their environment. And some of us exactly. are so-called free. And we're stuck in our little prisons that the world can't see. Some of us and are the, inside. And the fun- and, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, no, not to cut you off, but, you know, it is like what we what we consider as freedom is really a prison. <laughs> exactly. You know, like I have a um, a homegirl. Um, she's my sister or whatever. And um, she's doing 30 plus years in jail. <laughs> In prison, not jail, but prison. Wow. <laughs> but I told her because she was like, you know, I can't wait to come home and blase, blase. I said, let me tell you something. That prison that you're in ain't, is the same prison that I'm in. It ain't no different. The only difference is I get a little bit of freedom. But to those, you know what I'm saying, to those that work, eight-hour shifts and 12-hour shifts and only have one or two days to relax. And it's the same thing as prison. You might not be in shackles and everything, 
But mm-hmm. it's the same thing if you when you think about it. It's the same <laughs> thing. And I told her that and she was like, Wow, you know, like she didn't she didn't really realize it like that. And I'm like, You yo, like as I'm growing up, you know, it, 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 you start seeing things for what they are. You mean to tell me that somebody has to work till they're sixty five years old just to retire? With everything that they put in our food from the the genetically modified um stuff the pesticides like atrazine, the fluoride, yes. the chlorophyll, all of these things that they put inside of us, you know, how do we expect to even survive, you know, to a certain age? They're banking us, they're okay. banking on us not. You know? Like is that mm-hmm. all we're worth? And to those that sit there and say, well, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I, I want to tell people something that, the economics, you know, because people sit there and say, yeah, well, we need economics, this, that, and the That's true. But the economics in this country is based on capitalism and individualism. You can, it's always about me, myself, and I. It's never about coming together. It's never about my brothers and sisters coming together and doing something. It's about let me get my stuff together. Let me do me. So a person might look up and they, 65 years old, and now they're thinking about how they should, you know, be able to move and do certain things, you know, but the thing is, we don't, we don't have that much time. This realm that we're in, Mm -hmm. it goes by in a breeze. So why not sacrifice the comfortability of things and connect with your brothers and sisters? See, that's what made us special in our ancient cultures and civilizations. We were one. There wasn't no quote-unquote, um, everybody was a leader in their own right. Everybody had something special about them that they could contribute to society. So I ask people, what is, what is your, what is my, what is this person's contribution to society? What are they, what are they doing to free our people? And, and not just to say you're going to be the savior of this stand but what are we doing to make our situation more conducive to our environment? What are we doing to create our heaven on earth? When we think about it, all we're doing is giving our energy to this system. So, you know, I went into the religion of things. I talked about how, you know, we need to pay reverence to our ancestors. We need to start building a foundation of what the blueprint that they laid out for us. This ain't nothing new underneath the sun. I'm just giving the message. Something told me was like, yo, you have to speak this truth because it's already been written. And yes. people keep trying to rewrite history and people keep being distra- distracted. And the, the thing is, understanding my eye and, and understanding the laws and understanding that I was logged into this earth realm underneath her governance, I understand why, you know, I'm so you know, like a loving individual and how even through so much that has been done to us, has been done to our people, I still love unconditionally because we have to start to understand that these people that have done these things to us, if we don't take care, because there's something that in ancient Kemet they called Isset. Isset was basically the most despicable, evil thing an individual can do to you. 
in amongst carbonated people, slavery, the 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 genocide of our people, is the most yeah. egregious aspect that one can commit. That's documented in the Akashic records. Nobody can deny it, but no nobody wants to speak about it. The very conditions that we find our our um our our family and our communities in is based on the if the if that that has been committed by a group of people. But we cannot give our energy, continue giving our energy to to what they've done. Yes, we know what right. they've done. But I'm gonna ask you um a question, um uh, uh brother Lance. Do you believe in reincarnation and karma and coming into this realm again if you don't you know learn the certain lessons that you're supposed to learn i was indoctrinated to vehemently reject that <laughs> but as i look back it's a cycle of life <laughs> this is a unscripted answer because that question came out of nowhere in a way but yes we were taught to just reject it and like i said whatever our plantation owner slave master oppressor wants us to run away from I'm going to run toward and I have not studied this deeply but yes I'm moving toward that and if we are righteous if this if it's okay okay the Christian will say the dead know nothing you go on to a different level and that's it or heaven or hell whatever okay well maybe that's for the humanoids Maybe that's for the ones who are limited. What about us? Where they say energy could never be destroyed. It just changes Mm -hmm. form or or redirects. So that's testimony to that right away. It doesn't mean that this particular house that I'm living in now, that I'm going to come back. You know, I might be somebody else down the block and say, well, you know, I used to live there and we're stuck in a certain mode, but life is rhythm, the heartbeat the seasons that come and go. You can predict the season because you know they're coming. It's the rhythm and doesn't move far away. But that rhythm, in that rhythm, it's a cleansing. It's a process. So in the cycle of life, just like with the rhythm that you have, it's spring, summer, fall, and winter. Mm-hmm. Each season brings about a certain effect on the earth. Some seasons are for cleansing, like the wintertime. Some of a growth like the summer. Spring brings back all things new after the cleansing. And fall would be the closest thing to what man would say is death. But it's still life because the leaf mm-hmm. that falls off of the tree, off of the branch, falls to the ground. You say, oh, look, it's a dead leaf. But it's food for the soil to nourish that root again in the pursuit of life. So you're mm-hmm. never dead. So exactly. we can't use the European mind and this is me speaking under the heart. We can't use the European mind to describe something that is that is that is melanated from our essence. It's two different things. Mm-hmm. I believe that he is on his way out of the cycle of life. Well, he's humanoid. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a full resonance with all things on the earth and especially the sun, right? So mm-hmm. he's on his last leg. So he's trying to he's trying to to bring everybody down to a lower vibration so we can't enjoy these other levels. But, yes, I do believe that, okay, if we live on, right, and and even in Christianity, you know, you have eternal life. But doesn't that mean reincarnation? 
Exactly. They may not need reincarnation on the level of the European who thinks on a low level, but that means you are changed, reincarnated. Incarnated is one thing, but now you put the re in front of it, reincarnated. So that's telling you right there. Exactly. Eternal life. So isn't eternal life reincarnation in a sense? It ain't going to be eternal life in the bodies that we have now. I still feel youthful, but I can see a few changes in the functional parts of my body at 55 from when I was 20. So I don't think it's going to be in this body. And I may not understand how to conceptualize what that next level will be until I get there. But the thing is this. We know we are real right now. For whatever you believe in, I'm not saying you, but forever who's listening to this, we know we are real. We know we're alive. We know we're here. You knew that the loved ones that you have that are transitioned on were here. So I ask people this, who may not believe in the cycle of life or the circle of life, where the hell were you before you got here? You came mm-hmm. to this world crying. May, it possibly you were somewhere where it was so sweet and you were afraid of what you came into, which is the unknown. And now this has become so sweet. Even with all of the wars and the racism and the killings and the famine, disease, and pestilence, we're not going to leave this unless we go out kicking and scratching, right? We're going to make sure to try to stay mm-hmm. here, right? But just like when you were born, and quite possibly, I mean, we were in our mother's womb, and we came down that vaginal area, and it was a triple darkness, and we saw this light. Chances are it was a lot lighter than what it was in the womb. So now if it wasn't a hospital with bright lights, we see all this light, and quite possibly there were loved ones there waiting for us, a community, a family. So this is how they describe this thing called death. Well, it was a long tunnel, and it was this bright light. <laughs> and I, I saw my, my aunt and I saw my uncle and my parents or whoever is deceased waiting for you. So deceased means the next level of life if we apply that to when we were born. Exactly. We were where they were where we were and where we're going. So they're here, possibly at the hospital, possibly if it was somewhere in a hut somewhere, oh, she's having the baby. Let's gather around. Or you're concerned. So they they got here first. We're coming after. They left on, and we're coming behind them. Isn't that some kind of reincarnation? It may be on a different plane of, the, of, of existence. Nobody said reincarnation has to be right here. Exactly. It can still physically which is, which be here in, in a dimension that we don't see. Exactly. Because I've You're seen right. things. You're right I mean, on I mean, track. I, I'm an artist, so I think what other people would say are abstract. And I'm not going to be shy in what I see at this point. Some people will say, well, no, shove the book and uh, down your throat and say, no, this said this and this said that. But remember, that can't tell you anything about you. What has been compromised and it's given to you to enslave you. So best we just exactly. win this thing. Best we just go on our own field. How are you gonna and how are you gonna use use the cookbook of the person who tried to poison you? Let's just reject <laughs> the cookbook and let's and go the on. Religion. And, okay, exactly, yeah, yeah. Me and so much more. Too. And let's cook the so meal and wing it and let's just keep tasting and see if it's too much salt. Let, let, let's see if we need to add a little more flour. Let's make our own soup. 
Let's forget all of this damn thing and go inside of ourselves because the animals, so-called, they call them animals, right? And we're technically animals, but we're supposed to be the highest in the land. We act more stupid than anything else out there, right? But the animals, mm-hmm. so-called, go by that internal guide. Go hand the Bible to uh, uh, an alligator or a deer if you can catch him. He don't want. He don't need that. What do I need that for? I'm an animal. I'm, I wake up. I see where the sun is. I hear sounds. I have ears to see if there's danger coming. There's water. I'm thirsty. Animal can't say the word water, but the feeling of being thirsty makes you know you need some of that in you. So we, we need to revamp and go within. And if it doesn't feel right, no matter what it says on the box as far as the shoe size is concerned, if you, like me, I wear a size, a size 12 shoe, wide, put my foot in that bad boy. If it doesn't feel right, I don't care how much the box says it's my size. It don't feel right. So the question now is, for those who will dispute and say, oh, no, Lance, it's completely off, how does Christianity <laughs> feel to you? All these years you've been here, how does Christianity feel to you or any religion that's given to oppress you? How does it feel when the same structures that you've been going to since you were born, exactly. your mother been going to, and your parents and people, and all of these churches in our communities can't do a damn thing for us being killed and poisoned and racism? And for all the churches exactly. and Christianity, in the white neighborhoods, it hasn't changed them how they treat us with all of the permanent patties out here, with all the barbecue exactly. Becky, the judges and the lawyers and the politicians who are in the secret societies of white supremacy and the Klan and beyond. It hasn't exactly. changed them. It hasn't made them more kind to us, more humane to mm-hmm. us. But guess what? It hasn't put us in a state to be awakened either. We're just as dumb as can be. Just as dumb as can be. So the world hasn't changed because of religion. As a matter of fact, that shows you that it's not there to change you. It's there to keep you right where you are. I don't want to be where I am all the time. I can live in a house for the rest of my life, but I'm going to start thinking about other places to travel. And when I travel, I say, hey, this is a new country. I might want to live here. I like this place. But you know somebody might say somebody might say, Well, wait, we gotta we gotta find a church and we gotta find X, Y, and Z and we gotta find a pastor, so Well every crackhead that moves to a new city always wants to find out where the crack where the crack house is, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's a you, fact. Know, you can take you can take the crackhead and say, well, you know, we're gonna move you out, brother. You know, you've been messing up here, man. We gotta take you to the city. It's just a matter of time before he finds the next crack house. And does the same thing. You can move people around all you want to until you change what's inside of them. Ain't nothing going to happen as far as change is concerned. You've got to want to change. And you've got to resist the devil. And who is the devil to us in our lifetime here on this planet? And and anything the devil gives us is part of the devil. It's, it's, It's an algebraic, undeniable, undisputed equation. If you hate me, why am I going to eat from you? Because I know I might have exactly. a sick stomach and might end up in the hospital with some kind of food poisoning, if not dead. So mm-hmm. is it a surprise that we're dead right now? Is it a surprise that we're not functional and, and, and good for ourselves, walking down the street the way we do? 
pink hair, pants sagging, dudes with dresses, shooting hormones <laughs> in their body, little boys with titties that came from the cheese doodles and all the trans fats, trans fats, trans fats mess with your hormones and give you breasts, and now they have grown people talking about I'm a trans individual. Hmm, mm -hmm. is there a correlation here? If we don't get it one way, we'll get it another way. Remove exactly. the man from the community, mm -hmm. and the community collapses because we have a thread that holds it together, just like the woman does, but in a different way. Like you that. said, those energies and forces of balance move the balance off. When you get your tires on a vehicle rotated and aligned, get an alignment, if you don't get your tires aligned just right and they wobble, it's going to rub off the rubber on the, on the tire like the eraser on a pencil. And it's just mm. a matter of time before those tires get thin and explode and put you in an accident because we're out of alignment. How are you going to have a man want to be a woman and your community is going to be in line? That means that and, you're sending out an energy into your community and you need and the you men never, to bring that back into balance. And so you ain't never seen and everything goes out of line. Go ahead, you Bill, ain't I'm never sorry. seen. No, no, I just wanted to say this real quick and I'm going to, I'm going to let you keep having that, you know, saying that, but, um, you ain't never seen in, in any ancient um, ancient civilization from ancient Kemet to the Kushite dynasty, anywhere where it was a woman and a woman sitting on a throne or a man or a man sitting on a throne. It's never been documented. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, though. Um, my thing is, it's a controlled demolition. This is not by chance. How are black people in the last 20 or 30 years going to change? And this is the rest of the world too, but they, they, they got to handle their own. We're the strongest, but we're made to look to be the weakest. And we've been weakened more than we ever have been. And we have people mm -hmm. who can see that they can see it, but they're too damn scared to say it. See, mm -hmm. you asked me the question about reincarnation and I didn't shy away from it. I gave right. an answer that most will say, well, I thought you was a, a Bible-thumping Christian. <laughs> we can occupy bigger roles. Trust me. What is the real deal? What is the real deal? I'm tired of living my life and seeing things not change or evolve. Exactly. I'm tired of it. It pisses me off. And again, we had a conversation last night. There are many things that I won't reveal that I revealed to you. But you know, from what I told you, that action will be taken because I am not going to sit here and watch my precious life on this level be reduced mm -hmm. to that of a spectator. We have exactly. to be able to make change. Mm -hmm. There's a blank canvas in front of us, and we have the paint in our hand. So I'm going to sit there and watch the canvas like, like it's a television set. I'm supposed to paint. <laughs> I'm supposed to make this to thing. Do. Exactly. We are the people who are made to be in the middle of that stadium. Let these other people be mm -hmm. spectators. I don't mean uh, a basketball or football or boxing where they're benefiting from us and we're just, just mere players. But our greatness requires them to sit their asses down and watch us shine. 
but they're arrogant. They want our place. They want mm -hmm. our divine gifts. They could never have it. Go pay somebody and lay in a tannin parlor and get a little darker or redder. Stay out the sun and it will stay out, stay out of the place and it will go right back. Many of us who are black and got the melanated skin, sometimes out of the sun we get a little paler looking, not lighter, but paler. A difference. Yeah. But you're not going to take, you look, you can keep Brother Keston or Mr. Skurve out of the sun for the rest of their life. <laughs> you're going to see a black man or woman. You understand? So there's yeah. things that you can't take from us and then they want to turn around and say, oh, color doesn't matter. It's one race. Don't mix yourself up with me, humanoid. I'm not going <laughs> to embrace you because that means I'm diluting myself. It's like the saying I say, when a, when, a, when a smart woman goes to bed with a dumb man, she wakes up a little more stupid. You're not diluting me. And through their ignorance, they'll say, oh, we want to keep the races separated. Well, you know what? It may be in your ignorance, but I think you're a very smart person. Yes, let's keep it that way. Because now you're trying to manipulate <laughs> that to use blackness and make blackness just vaporize. Biracial. Biracial. No, 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 no. It's the one drop rule before. Oh, let's change it. It's biracial. But why'd you change it? Because you see your numbers going down. And now you want to mix in just to survive, just to be acknowledged. So you want to reduce us. We can't acknowledge black, but you can't get rid yeah. of it. So now you want to call it a different label. What's the difference? If I call you, uh, 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 I called you a prostitute yesterday, but now I call you a whore today. What's the difference? And then tomorrow, I call you a slut, right? Same thing, different name. But why the different name? Because you want to give the white women who have children with a black man a way out so it's not as shameful because we need those numbers to swell, swell up our numbers. The hell out of here. We're black. <laughs> If it came out of a black penis or was raised in a black womb, it's black. Anything touches us is black. Get some black paint. You wear a white shirt, you wear a red shirt, you wear a, a purple shirt, and put some black paint on all of it. You can't tell the difference between the, the, the purple shirt and the red shirt and the white because it's so dominant. So you're going to okay. explain our existence away by using terminologies. Get the hell out of here. Can't do it. You can't reduce us. We can't be deluded. And like I said before, they knew it was coming. That's why those bastards made the movie The Blob back in the 1950s. That was their fear coming out then. They needed to do a Blob remake because that little bit of black gelatin-looking living thing that was a Blob. Look it up if you don't know it, but it grew. It, 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 it ate a dog up and it got bigger. It ate a cat up and got bigger. It started eating people up and got bigger. It started taking over everything. People sit in the movie theater and where, where, they, where, where they aim the, the film out to project, blob came out of there like pasta. The blob got too big. We got to get rid of it. It's engulfing everything, a big black blob, and that's what it is. They fear us taking over everything. Taking over? Right. He stole it from us. Taking over? No, taking back. You can't dominate the dominant. You can't do it. You can lie to the world and say that through your media, but you cannot dominate the dominant. You're not dominant, white man. 
You better be glad you lasted this long with your arrogance. And if you were cool as the humanoid that you are, we might have let you live longer. Especially when you have a person who, you get an 80-year-old man who he's feeling himself. He used to be a Marine and muscular when he was here. But you, you're, not, you're not that no more. So you're in the mall now trying to get a parking spot and the other black man who's bigger than you and younger than you gets it and you want to step out to him. It's not like that no more, man. Get it out your head. It's over. So you acting arrogant doesn't really give you any power. My thing is that with our black brothers and sisters, they act as though they, they have none. They're like that puppy. Mm -hmm. They're like that puppy who grew up to be a huge dog. And the master whipped the puppy so much that the dog is so huge over the master who's now old now that the master's abusing this dog and the dog lets him do it because, oh, I'm afraid of getting whipped. Man, you could knock that master down and he, you, don't have to, you don't have to endure this anymore. It's crazy how we fall in place when they come around. On the job, it's just a white man walk through the door. Oh, he must be a boss. And your head goes down. Stop making room on the couch for somebody that doesn't even damn belong on the couch. You know, when you're sitting, uh, your kids, five, six on the couch, and one gets up, then somebody else comes, and you have the space sitting there for them. You know, there's no damn space for you on this planet. You've been raised in hell. I have a legal authority to wipe you out. But I don't have to do it. You're a mistake. And, 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 and the righteous DNA is being corrected and you're being wiped out already. So don't come try to lay up with me and say something about biracial and stay here longer. Get out. Matter of fact, if I try to save you, the universe is going to knock me out too. I'm speaking very abstract and people won't understand. So <laughs> Yeah, and I don't care if they don't understand. Oh, hey, that nigga Lance, he, he in front of the computer too much, man. The X-rays are baking him up. <laughs> the radiation is baking right. his brain <laughs> uh, because they listen oh what does he mean by that <sighs> he's wiping us out in DNA he's losing his mind commit him to a mental institution no you need to go there because the stronger I get and the more my awareness there are words that can't even explain the things that I'm aware of now and they see that thing glowing in you and you know what when you enter the room, they put their head, head down. Trust me. They see that thing in you, they know. Like a, like a little kid that did something wrong and the parents come home, they hide and want to put their head down because they know there's no compromise inside of you, that you are the authority. Go to hell with you. You the branch. I'm the tree. I'm the root. I got the roots. I could chop you off and live. You can't chop me off and live. I can chop you off and sprout another branch because you're created after me. But you chop exactly. me off. You die. You die because you're arrogant. You want to act like you're the root. You're not. We all have different positionings in this world, and you are not that. You will never be that. You can't survive on your own without us. That's why you use exactly. us for every damn thing you have, steal from us, and wherever we are on the planet, you want to be there. You hate us when we're yeah. here in America. And you don't like us down in the Caribbean or at the motherland. But when you go on vacation there, you want to brag to the other humanoids, yes, I was, <laughs> I had a wonderful time in Jamaica. And you don't want the Jamaicans there to enjoy what they have. 
You don't want mm -hmm. us here in America who were born and raised to connect with the motherland or the Caribbean or South America, wherever we are. And you don't want us connected to because you don't want us having what is ours, which is the planet anyway. But you don't want us to have it immediately to know that we are family. Because, see, you ain't paying nothing when it's family, right? You got to go through the white man's hotels or everywhere and their planes and pay this for airfare and hotel fee. And if you want to rent a, a rent a, a car, you have to pay this and pay that. You're paying them for something that should already be free. Because if I go over my cousin's house and he, he, he has a big house in Jamaica or an aunt or an uncle, I ain't paying nothing. And when they come here, what you talking about paying something? You coming over here. I'm picking you up at the airport. If I have an extra car, here are the keys. Refrigerator full of food. You might have to pay the white man for the plane to get here. We understand that. But they don't like that when you have a connection and an in and a righteous hookup with your own. That's why the push is to keep you disconnected from your family all over the world. Brother Kojo, we're not supposed to be having this conversation. We should be looking at our divisions that they set up that are artificial. I may have gotten on yeah. this planet a little earlier than you. But I am you and you are me. We're on the same path. And we have had different roads. Yes, I understand that. But in this world, with what we have as natural gifts, all of those white man engineered divisions melt away. Exactly. If we were caught up in that, well, you know, uh, Kojo, I, I'm, I'm American and you're from, you're from Ghana. There's a big difference here. This little African boy who thinks he can, you know what I mean? Oh, look at this old big head yeah. American dude, this old ass so-and-so. You know what I mean? So it's the, it's the we, ego. Yeah, but that come from him. Because mm -hmm. when you really it's love somebody, yeah, it's the environment. It's the environment that we're in that has uh, uh, gave us that illusion to act that way. Exactly. See, see, when Mrs. Skirv is in the backyard and if she has a machete swinging it, she's excellent with that. Better than Bruce Lee with the noon chucks. <laughs> but if she's cutting something or she stubs her toe and she, oh. And she's hurting automatically. I'm, oh, baby, please. Oh, God, you okay? I'm feeling the pain. I don't actually feel the physical pain she feels, but it's a sympathetic thing. But if I know she's in pain, I'm not feeling right. And I want to know the source of the pain and soothe it. Because being connected to my wife is a divine thing. We're one flesh. So I don't feel right if she's not feeling right. You think if she was in the hospital, which we want to reduce any incidences of our black people going to hospitals because they kill us, that I wouldn't be right there by her bedside 24-7. They're, they're going to have a, well, uh, Mr. Skirvin, there's uh, no accommodation. Well, listen, we're going to have some problems up in here, call security or whatever. I'm laying up in this bed with my wife or pull another one next to her. I'm going to be right there in that cot. What's that you're giving to her? Huh? What's that? What's that for? See what I mean? You got to be mm -hmm. on point. You got to be connected. And that's why there's a power in us being connected worldwide. We are family. I don't have to know the last name or the, or the white man. You jacked us up. You separated us. So we're going to turn that around to an advantage. It's like a boxer on the ropes and the power punch is coming. Yeah, he's on the ropes right where I want him. And I flip the power punch around put his ass on the ropes and pound his body and knock him out. You think you got me in the corner? I'm using the corner to the advantage. It's like a little, exactly. mini, riot, a little mini riot broke out. 
and and all of the uh, corrections officers who are there who may have worked at Winn-Dixie before or just went to the service before or worked in somebody's office. They didn't have certain things, common sense, internalized. A little mini thing, the whole day room broke out fighting. So these guys ran out or ran toward the door. And the person who's supposed to open the door to let them out, they were on the phone with their back turned and the radio battery died. And I ran to, I ran deep in the place into the corner. And they said afterward, Lance, tactically, that was, that was suicide. Why would you do that? I said, listen, you sitting there, four or five of y'all piled up on each other in one area. You're no good. You can't swing. You can't do anything. You'll be hurting each other before you get to anybody coming to you. I said, I ran into the corner because now 75% of what I had to worry about was gone. What do you mean by that? 75%. Well, I put myself in the corner. You had to come to me. That reduced me having to worry about somebody attacking me from behind, from the side. I saw everything within my sight. And I could use the wall as a brace. And they had to funnel down. I couldn't have 10 people jump on me. Could 10 people stand in front of me while I'm in the corner? No. One or two maybe reaching over to hit me. And as you come, I got you. Oh, it makes kind of sense. Where did you get that? Well, where did you, who taught you that? It's common damn, damn sense. Nobody teaches the animals anything. They know. It's that deer. Instincts. Exactly. That deer out there, as scented as you may be and full of love, he's going to check you out. The deer walks in the spirit. He watching you. And if your spirit is right, he might let you get close to pet him. That's very, very rare. But if you're extremely evil, he's leaving on first sight. I mean, he can be way over there. And he, just look at you. You turn around. He's gone. You may see a That's few leaves rustling and a, a little noise, and he's not even trying to make noise. He's jumping over the leaves. But if you have your spirit right, he can pick up or she can pick up that spirit. He might not let you pet them because their dealings with humans may not have been too good, but they could sense something different about you and you can get exactly. closer. See, and I believe that's the way it should be and will be when we all get ourselves right because... I'm glad you just said that, man. <laughs> the world will be aligned. We would I'm we can walk we can walk by alligators. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Ali? What's going on, man? He's not gonna bite you. The tornadoes, white people running. Oh my god, there's a tornado coming. I'm going outside and the tornado's gonna stop dead right in front of me. I'm gonna put my finger in and say, Oh, the water feels funny spinning around like that. It won't bother me. Walking through hurricanes. Let's go through a let's go for a swim. The waters won't bother you or drown you when you're right. You'll get a free trip to Ghana. The waters will just catapult you there without you having to swim. Ain't that something? Yeah. It's it's funny you, you said that because, um, you know, a lot of people don't really understand, like, that, okay, you, you, you said something and you said that, um, you know, we're the original people of this planet. We are the organic family, the, the carbonated being. Um, the the highly melanated individual, um, I go I say carbon, you know, um, but 
we are the govern governors or the enforcers of this of this earth realm. You know, through us is where other um, races came from. Now, a lot of people want to get into oh the Neanderthals and you know these people were grafted and made and blah blah blah. But let's get one thing straight: is that we can all say that whether you're quote unquote black whether you're white, whether you're Asian, there's one individual thing that stands out is that we were all birthed into this earth realm. Somebody, we came through a portal of the individual, right? We can agree on that, right? <laughs> oh, but of course. Hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the funny thing is is that um, there's, a, there's a biologist, his name is uh, Bruce Lipton, and, you know, I study, I listen to him a lot. He talks about epigenetics and um, different things about our environment and our um, our DNA and our genome. And when you start to understand that, our environment and how um, we react to certain things, everything we, how we react to certain things is based on our environment. So when our environment changes, you know what I'm saying, we start to react a different way to certain things, whether it might be relationship-wise, whether it might be um, against another man or woman, you know, just treating each other differently is based on the environment that we're in. And you made a you made a um, a good point when you talked about um, like the deer. The deer, if the deer can sense that you're a righteous being and that your heart is pure. He'll he'll still stay. He might even let you you know touch him and 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 pet him or whatever and and you know stay around. But if he sense that evil, that darkness within you, then he's just gonna just like zoom. He's not even gonna you know stay around. And I know I don't know. I mean I know you probably had an experience before, but you know yes. in African culture and in Caribbean culture. There's certain animals and, and, and signs that you can know the energy that's around. People mm -hmm. that know certain things, you know when a when a crow flies through a home, you know it means something. Oh yeah. You know oh, yeah. certain oh, yeah. you know, certain certain animals when they react a certain way or certain animals come around, there's certain energies at work. That is by no coincidence. You know, so a, what we judge a person off of and what I always try to tell a person is the spirit of the individual. Of course, we live in an environment where um, heinous things have been done to us, you know, as, as carbonated people. But essentially, what governs us and what governs this, this, this realm is, is the energy, the transfer of energy. So to see another individual, like, for example, when you look at um, a lot of people don't want to talk about Malcolm X and when he went, when he left the nation of Islam and he, he made his pilgrimage to Mecca and his outlook and perspective on life changed when he saw all of these different types of people coming together and, you know, paying homage to Allah and he met individuals that were from different quote unquote races that embraced them. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people really don't want to talk about that. But the the thing was, the environment that he was in, he was never exposed to that. So when he was indoctrinated into the nation of Islam and everything, 
and everything that he heard, he perceived the environment that he was in, the world that we were in a certain way. You see? So a lot of people, like what I want to get into is that, you know, we have this burden of hate, um, this burden of what has been done to us. And like you said, we, when you see what this world is going through on a day-to-day basis, all you see is a hamster running on a wheel. That's the best analogy that I could put. You see that everything is just somebody just going on a cycle, going on a cycle, going on a cycle. They kill somebody one day. The next day, another person is killed. They're marching. They're doing this. They're saying that. But when you start to understand that the environment that we were in the indoctrination that we've been um, indoctrinated into has shaped the reality of individuals. That's a fact. And when somebody sits there and says, oh, these certain people, they have no soul. These, they're demons. Da, 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 da. Okay, that's a fact. In a certain way because of the things that they've done, but when you log onto this earth realm, any child that logs into this earth realm is of pure innocence. We all can agree on that. When you see a child, he he runs around with the most innocence that one can have. A child might be ready to jump off a cliff, and he thinks it's funny because he's pure. Right. He hasn't been indoctrinated. His energy has not been um has not been darkened or hardened by any individual. So he's free. And I forgot the scripture in the Bible, um, but there's other religious texts that talk about how the spirit, to be reborn and to be of um, of purity, of righteousness, is like having the spirit of a child, you know. And that spirit of a child is understanding that um, we're all spirits in this realm. We're all energy in this realm. And I'm a firm believer that no matter where I go, my guard is up. I'm not going to get that shit twisted. But, again, people are people, you know. So when we see an individual, just like our carbonated brothers and sisters can do us evil, anybody else can do us evil too. Nobody is exempt. We have to understand that the the, the system that we're up against, and I don't know if you remember last time we got on a, a live conference and there were people on. Mm-hmm. I specifically said this because I wanted to make it known that we're dealing with the European mind. Right. It's the mind. It's the environment that we're in. It's not the natural, um, humane, the spirit of an individual that logs onto this earth realm as a demon. It's the mind and the environment that has shaped an individual to hate. Now, when you look into our our brothers and sisters and you talk about the 42 laws of Ma'at and you talk about how the Greeks, the Romans, all of these cultures, the, the, the Persians and all of these cultures got their information from ancient Kemet, from the Kushite dynasty, mm-hmm. from the Twa people. When you go to um, um, the Dogon tribe and how you see how all of these ancient civilizations were able to just map out everything for us so precisely, all people came to learn. And we were so inviting because at that time, at that, in that, in that time of, in in the earth realm, in that, that age, 
we did, we had not seen no such effect, no such um, wicked evil than the um, slave trade and what was happening to the genocide of our people. So we were so inviting of others to learn and and to grow and to develop and to be better. So, you know, when you look at our present time and, and age, and, and this is what I go back into the um the whole concept of Sankofa, understanding our past, being able to use our past to know what's going on in the present and, right. and understanding our present so we can go forth and be divine. Our past can be divine and righteous. Then we begin to ascend and and be more connected to the source. So a lot of people, when you learn about biology, you learn about the carbonated being, you learn about how we're superconductors of the source of the sun. White people, especially the the the, the lighter version of us, you know, or, or white people, or the quote unquote, you know, people will say, oh, they're Neanderthals, they're not us. They logged onto this Earth realm through birth. That's undeniable. But the thing is, they know that we have something that they don't. So you might see a, a, a individual that is of, of white, you know, a white race or whatever, and he wants to have a child with a, a, a black person. Exactly. Because they understand the superiority of us. Now, I can't speak, and of course, everybody has their own intention. You know, some people, they want to preserve their race, and they have a, a fetish for um, black people and all types of stuff. But there are some that understand that they are the minority, you know? Mm -hmm. You ever met that one white person that it's like, yo, why is this white person just so cool to me? <laughs> you know, like, why are they treating me like I'm God? I had a I had a um a teacher. She was from South Africa, but she was white. And at that time, I really didn't, I didn't really know that there were white people in South Africa. That history wasn't taught to me, but I knew she was white. Mm -hmm. And she was my biology teacher. And this is why I'm telling you that everything that happens is like a divine, it's like a divine um order. You start yes. seeing things. You start understanding things. So this was in seventh, no, was it, it was, uh, I want to say like ninth or tenth grade, this, this uh, biology teacher. Mm -hmm. We would be in science class, Brother Lance, and she would, we would take, she, one day she said, take a piece of your hair. And we're going to look at pieces of our hair and look at underneath the microscope. And I will, I'll never forget this. You know, there was a, um, a white person and she said, oh, you know, like my hair, my hair is straight. But let's look at Kojo's hair. You see how coily it is? You see how it twisted? And when she kept on saying these words about my hair, I'm like, yo, why is she speaking like I'm, I'm, I'm not like I'm better or like I'm divine. Like she was speaking like I was divine. And at that very age, I wasn't conscious, um, Brother Lance, but I knew that there was something there that I, I couldn't explain it. And I'm like, why is this woman treating me as if I'm a god? When I tell you this woman would, you know, hey, how you doing? Anything I can do for you? And she asked me one time. She was like, "Oh, I noticed your, you, you know, your name. Where are you from?" She was like, "She was like, I said I'm from Ghana." She said, "Oh, I knew you was from Ghana. Oh, 
such powerful people. I'm like, what? <laughs> a white person telling me this? But I kid you See, not. They, the even energy, they know. Even yeah, they know. They know. But her energy was so pure. Like yes. the love that she had for, for carbonated people and the mm-hmm. homage that she paid was like, yo, she knew what's up. She knew what time it was, you know. So I, I say that to say is that, you know, understanding the laws of my art and being more righteous and being more just, what we can control is our own destiny and our own life. What we can do is understand the past, but not dwell on it, hate on it, and be burdened by it, but understand it so we can apply it to the present and move forward divinely in the future. But if we continue to be, our hearts continue to be hardened by what's happened, of course it's unbearable. The traumatic experience is in our DNA. That's a fact. The Akashic records speak for itself. But at the same time, we have to be able to do more, to, to, to be able to continue the legacy of our ancestors. But how can we do that when we're so concentrated on what something has been done to us? We recognize it, but we move past it because we know even prior to that, we were divine beings. So why not create, why not recreate, not recreate, but why don't we take back our divinity, our righteousness, our throne, and overlook the traumatic experiences and regain our throne? But like you said, when you look in this earth realm and you look at what's going on in the Western world and other parts of the world, they continue to feed us in our subconscious mind, the hatred, the, the spew of hatred, the hue of everything that's going on and they're doing this to us and they're doing that to us. And of course, all of that is happening. But it doesn't negate the fact, the fact that you're a divine being. It doesn't negate the fact that you're here for a cosmic purpose and that you must contribute in one way, shape, or form yes. to your humanity and your community so why not we dwell on that? Why don't why don't we give energy on that? And you know, a lot of people you see a lot of um, places where they talk about everything that's been done to us. Our history is very important, but now is the time in the age of information for us to utilize the resources that our ancestors have left us, so we can begin to reclaim our throne. That's all it's about. We're we're in this in this realm to be able to um, leave something of benefit to our 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 um our generations to come. But when you look at our community and you look at things, the very things that we do on a day to day basis, if you really look at it, brother Lance, all we're doing is really trying to fit and be more like the system that we hate. Exactly. So we talk about, we talk about, yeah, we talk about government and we we know that the government is sick, but we want to elect politicians to to replace and and be in certain positions to to help us. And of course, Brother Kessin always talks about it's the devil. Yeah. But if we know that we governed our way, now somebody will sit there and say, well, you know, they're going to be in control. Um, one way, shape, or the one way, shape, or form. That's true, but we can let go of a lot. We don't have to take our our children to those public school institutions. Now, um, I, I remember I sent you I sent you an email, and 
I, like this is something that was just talking to me and it just told me, it said, yo, we have to really start looking at solutions for our people to heal. We need to start looking at ways that our people can be programmed for this system, you know, and that's what I wanted to really touch on is that we know the hatred, you know, a lot of us need to do our research of, on the real truth, the divine truth of self that our ancestors have, have mapped, which is unrefutable. But once we know that, we have to start building a foundation to move forward. We can't dwell on the past and be stuck in the past. It's like it's still a hamster running on a treadmill. They already know what they did to us. We, we continue to ask why, why they did this, why they did that. They need to own up for it, blah, blah, blah. They might never, they, they might not. But what we need to be doing is, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, their ancestors, they did this to us. You, y'all are evil. Now, to that little quote unquote, I, I heard, I heard um, somebody, it was one of your, um, your uh, uh, broadcasters, and the person was like, yo, you know, these Mexican people, I can't stand them. They done came over here and taken our jobs and blah, 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 and they this and they that. And I had another mm -hmm. conversation with an individual, and I told him, I said, let me tell you something. The same way, and this is, this is the, the reason why I'm, I'm so much understanding is because even myself, I was treated like that. Even, quote, unquote, Jesus, if you want to say he's real, was treated like that. See, people need to pay attention to the message. The right. messenger is important but the message is more important. You can find divine truth in the misinformation if your third eye is open. You See, go. that's what people don't want to know. They get so emotional and caught up in, in, in the bullshit that they refuse to even acknowledge the truth when it's right in front of them. Again, the prophecy of Isaiah is upon them. So when you begin to look and you see that, yo, these people, they gave us certain things or whatever, but Look at it for what it is. A person that came into this earth realm, his quote-unquote ancestors might have done so much heinous things, but they have an opportunity to live their life in divine truth and righteousness. They have a, 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 um, a, a right to, to, to right the wrongs of their ancestors. They have an opportunity. Look at the child, the innocent child that comes into this world. They have a right to contribute to society. So are we going to demonize that child? Are we going to demonize the Mexican and the Spanish and the Latino people that come into this, this earth realm to have a better life? Mm -hmm. they're, they're not, they, they've been subjugated to betrayal and the illusion of this Babylonian system just like we have. Let's not forget Gary Webb in the 80s when he talked about how the CIA infiltrated the black community and went into the um, into the uh, uh, Central America in certain places and got the Mexican drug cartels to bring, um, quote-unquote, uh, uh, all of these drugs into the black community. Mm -hmm. the, the people, the, the regular residents, everyday citizens, the people who, who appear and just, they fled because all of the killings, all of the drug cartels going at war, they fled because they wanted a better life. Let's not forget, oh, people want to say, oh, well, you know, America, these immigrants, they need to go. Well, hello, if you did your history, you would know that half of America was um, Mexican territory. There you they go. They owned this shit. They owned this shit just like the Native Americans did. 
But a lot of people won't know that because they're so stuck in the hatred, the, the hurt, the pain, the illusion of what the media has presented. So we have to start treating people and looking at people on an individual basis. Look, I'm the most militant person you probably will come across. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying my God ain't nothing. I'm not saying be inv invite everybody into your home and be kumbaya. But I'm telling people that we have to look past the pain. So that little Mexican child that came across the border that wants a, 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 a better life, you're going to demonize that child and sit there and say, I don't give a F about these children. It's about me, myself, and I. That's what the system wants to do. That's what the system wants us to believe. But mm -hmm. when we start looking at people on frequency, on energy, I can look at an individual and see my brother that might be of Spanish descent, Latino descent, and look and see this is a righteous being. And I can look just like I could see that. I could see my carbonated brother or sister and say this is an evil being. The spirit of this individual is, is wicked. See, it's the spirit that governs the individual. It's the energy that governs the individual. It's not the fact that these people did this in the past, so they're all wicked. Nah. You know, so it's like it's hard. I know it's hard. A lot of people like, nah, see, some people is the damn devil. Well, how, what do you say to, to that individual that's been programmed and all they see is love and hip-hop, all they see is empire, because that's all they're depicting us. There's certain places that that's all they depict us as. So when they see a carbonated individual, and if they ever come ac across a carbonated individual in their lifetime, that's what they're going to perceive them as. Right. You know? So, um, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, wrap it up or whatever, but I just wanted to say that um, there's seven, basically seven pillars that I, I really came across, and I just wanted to say that, you know, the governance of being having a, a strong foundation, mm -hmm. living in truth, righteousness, and balance, um, our spirituality, which doesn't even, we, we're not talking about religion, but we're talking about energy. We're talking about paying homage to our ancestors. Um, we talk about our health, you know, understanding that we need to have a, a healthy, a healthy, um, um, I don't want to say diet because I hate the, the spells that they have in these words, but our food that we eat, that gives us life. You know, our, our, our beloved ancestors like Baba Sebi has given us an alkaline diet, a nutritional diet that yes. is, is compatible with our, with our genetics, with our biochemical makeup, you know. And then we have to, the other part is nature. Um, we have to get back in tune with nature. We have to be closer to the source, to the sun. You know, I encourage everybody that doesn't, isn't in an environment where they can get a lot of sunlight to move so that the light codes can, 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 can begin to speak to your genome, can, can continue to speak to your genes. Because yes. we know that the light is a source that speaks to us. It gives us energy. People would call it sun worshiping. Uh, people call it sun worshiping back in the days, but it wasn't, quote, unquote, sun worshiping. They understood the power of the sun and then understanding our history paying homage to our our ancestors and everything that they've laid um understanding that in in biology astrology and so much more 
you know, we made the foundation that having a firm found understanding of that can help us. Mm-hmm. And in understanding and, and going forth, you know, in the present and future, understanding our language. Um, this is something that I wanted to talk about, um, but maybe next time we can talk about it is the fact that yes, um, there's a man, there's a man um, who's a, a Ghanaian and he actually formulated an alphabet um, language system using Andenkra symbols. And, you know, what I want to tell people is that we have to empty our cup completely. We have to free ourselves. Like, how can we sit there and say we're divine when, you know, we're holding on to the oppressor's names? A lot of our last names are of our slave masters. We need to reclaim our identity, our ancient identity. Why not pick a name that is conducive with our ancestors and and claim that? There's power in that. And now we can start beginning having our own language system, our own alphabetical system where we can communicate with each other. And our children can have something to identify with on a global level. We should, we, all carbonated people should have a universal communication system where no matter where you're at, you know what I'm saying, if you want to tap into that frequency, you can. So that's all I wanted to say is that there's solutions that we have to move forward with. And I really want to talk about that is that there's solutions that can help us. And we can't, you know, we always want to dwell on the past and talk about the past and this, that, and the fourth, but we're in the present. And what we're doing now in the present is going to shape our future. So why not concentrate on that to build a better world or build a heaven on earth, shall I say? So next time we'll, you know, we'll dig deep, deep, dig, dive deep into that and talk about, you know, things that, can really help us free ourselves. But for everybody that wants to um, tap into the frequency, um, I gave Brother Lance a lot of um, links and stuff like that. I gave him my information as far as anybody that wants to connect to really know thyself, know our history, move forward in the, in the future, and create a heaven on this earth plane, plane um, to reach out to me if they want to. And I'm always open. I'm, I'm loving, you know what I'm saying, I, I try to as best to live my, my life in truth, righteousness, and balance. So I'm not going to turn somebody away if they're, quote, unquote, Spanish or Latino. And they, they, you know, they have questions for me. And, nah, I'm not like that. You know, I right, treat everybody right. based on their spirit. So for anybody that's out there that wants to tap into the frequency, feel free to reach out to me. And I thank you, Brother Lance, for um, allowing me to speak this message. <laughs> oh, it's been an honor and a pleasure and a gift. <clears throat> let me clear my throat. <laughs> it's, it's, man, let me tell you something. Um, there are people three times your age that might not be able to keep up. And this is not a competition. This is not an ego flexing session. I'm just saying that when you're rooted, rooted in this system that teaches you nothing, it really makes you wonder, like, how much more could I have been if I had it right from the beginning? You know, we have athletes out there who are bred from young. They have parents and elders who say they see the potential in that person. They happen to be an athlete. It could be an artist. It could be a scholar. But they give them what they need. And it puts them so far ahead of the other people, the other youngsters who don't even have a clue of what they want to do in life. So we have to have this kind of knowledge. We have to have these kind of discussions. 
because it's only from that that we'll grow. And we can't be afraid to sample something outside of our very oppressive box. And why I say sample, I don't want to scare people. Because really, if they knew yeah. what it was all about, they jump out the box. Like there were roaches in there with them or mice or whatever. They're scared of frogs, snakes, you know? Um, mm-hmm. That box is not a good thing to be in. And exactly. don't be afraid of something other than what you were taught by your oppressor. Because that could be the very thing that helps to lead you down the path of freedom. Brother Kojo, I want to thank you, brother, for taking the time. And and, and part two, it ain't going to be no two, three weeks from now. It might be later on or tomorrow. <laughs> Know how I do. I'm down whenever. I'm down whenever, <laughs> no, I'm man. I, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm down whenever. I'm I'm just thankful to to be able to build, man. You know, like that's all I'm about is just building. You know, loving and putting pulling putting out that frequency of mm-hmm. love, truth, and righteousness. And that's all I'm here to do is is to build. You know what I'm saying? And connect right. with like-minded individuals that really want to do something in in this lifetime. Right. So I I really I'm I'm thankful. I'm always a student, you know, I'm I'm never uh uh what you know, uh a know it all or whatever. I'm always searching, I'm always mm-hmm. trying to build. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 not better than nobody. I'm just here to, you know, to put out the truth, put out the love and to just live in righteousness and in harmony with uh mother nature, mother earth. Right. Beautifully said. On that note, brother, I'm gonna let you continue your journey. I got to do a little journey of a of a favor right now, and I will return. And um, I can't thank you enough. And I want to really see the feedback on this. And um, folks will reach out to you directly, and we can vibe on this again and have other spinoff shows when other people listen to this and say, hey, I want to add my two cents, and I'll have you right on there. You know, this is a thing that just doesn't stop growing. It's not where, where we just put it down, and that's it. Let's just keep going with right. it. Even if it's one slice of it, like, okay, he said this, let's zero in on that. Why not? It's better than putting on right. that, that television set and open up your mind to all <laughs> kind of filth, <laughs> right? right. We're sharp, iron sharp, sharpens iron. Let's keep going. So I'm going to leave right now and I'm going to wrap this down. Blessings to everybody who's listening and took the time. This was a very interesting afternoon. And this is going to keep on going. Thank you. Much righteous love, Brother Kojo. From Mrs. Skurv, from me and Brother Keston and his beautiful wife. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. Talk to you later on, brother. All right. Peace and love. Always peace and love. Thank you. Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve.